Well, good morning again. Let me say how wonderful it is to be here. And I'd like to begin by saying how, offering you my most sincere gratitude and thanks for all your prayers. Well, spent almost two years at uh, Walter Reed recuperating, so I'm almost, uh, well, not quite, I'll never run again probably, but uh, so much better than where I was uh, two years ago. And in uh, two months, on the 1st of December, I'll be a full-fledged civilian once again. I've uh, jokingly said to my uh, mates that uh, I want to explore the heights of being a man of leisure. But I doubt that's going to go down well with the bishops and religious superiors. So, But today we have a very uh, powerful gospel indeed that speaks to powerfully to the times in which we are right now, these COVID times, uh, also near, so close to an, uh, the elections, in just a few weeks. You know, in the movie, in the 1996 movie, I don't know, many of you older folks may have seen it, A Man for All Seasons, a story about St. Thomas More. There's a scene in that movie in which uh, St. Thomas More is about to be executed. And he makes this powerful declaration. I am the king's good servants. I'm the king's good servant, but God's first. God and God, God's ways come first for the believer. Even though society or the state does claim sovereignty over us. And sometimes it means that we make choices that are contrary to those around us. And we all know the challenge of living our faith in the midst of society that often considers religious values as something that should be kept to ourselves. Something that is private personal, which should not shape our public laws. We have that continuing debate all the time. In today's Gospel from St. Matthew, Jesus tells us to render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. But brothers and sisters, this teaching of Jesus seems to imply that Caesar or the civil government has a legitimate sphere of competency and power over us, that we should respect our civic leaders so that society may function as harmoniously as possible. But it's also true, however, that the power of Caesar or governments has its limits. That when and if the state oversteps moral boundaries, that Christians like you and I, people of faith convictions. We are absolved from obeying unjust laws. In the book of Acts, St. Peter and some of the early disciples, they were on trial before the authorities. They openly proclaimed, and they made this proclamation, it is better for us to obey Almighty God than human beings. And this election year, like every election year, we see candidates Many sitting on the fence, 
affirming the belief in God and the value of religion, while at the same time not, not necessarily wanting to put their faith convictions into very concrete expressions of the very faith that they espouse. Now, it's not my place to tell you who you should or should not vote for. But, you know, the church, once again, has this, and we, people of the church, people of faith, have this opportunity to speak loudly and boldly regarding certain propositions or, or policies that directly tax the teachings on the sanctity of human life for example provisions for work and protection of workers rights health care policies that safeguard the rights of immigrants refugees racism so as we step into the polling booth booth in a few days or maybe some of you already have now, most of our focus will be on who will best represent your interest as president, as state rep, or your reps to the Congress, etc. But also, in, aligned with that, uh, keep mindful efforts to fight poverty, the egregious inequalities sometimes of wealth. Policies that promote marriage and family, which are so essential for our society. The protection of religious liberty, etc. And I suppose the, the, the challenge to faith-filled voters in conscience is to weigh the issues that these reps represent and evaluate them as Christ would in advancing the common good, especially at this moment in our national history. And as Catholics, you know, our belief is that there are fundamental truths about the human person and human society that are accessible both to faith and to reason. You know, some people would prefer that Catholics and other people of faith remain silent. But remember this. Politics is fundamentally a moral activity. You know, the killing of 750,000 unborn children every year demands, you know, legal protection. Our church teaches us that at every point in this time span that life is precious, that the destruction of life created by Almighty God, is never morally permissible at any point. We know this. We've heard it countless times. I mean, even the fathers, our founding fathers, knew that the right to life surpassed all others in importance. They listed it first when they stated that beautiful lines of the, of the inalienable rights in the Declaration of Independence. The right to life, very first to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So, we are the voice that protects the most vulnerable of our human brothers and sisters. You know, particularly now, today, evermore. 
So to conclude, you know, the tension between our responsibility as citizens of this state and people of religious convictions in the God of life is the point of today's gospel. The, the late Pope John Paul II, in his very powerful and challenging encyclical, The Gospel of Life, acknowledged the role of the democratic process of public debate and respect for diversity of opinions. But he also noted that we cannot use the democratic process to absolve us from moral commitments. You know, we are people who live with two feet, with our feet in two worlds. We enjoy dual citizenship. All that we have and are comes from Almighty God. And we'll return to Him. That we do know. Meanwhile, we are also residents in this world with all its demands and challenges. And in our daily choices, we must do as Jesus tells us. We render to Caesar what legitimately belongs to Caesar, but that which is most important, that belongs to God, our source, our goal, that is his. So let us unite ourselves with all people of goodwill, with people of faith, and the universal church in doing our moral duty wisely.